0: Well, 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 how are you beautiful people doing today? Josh Sawa here. We're going back into the Galaxy Bun. Weekly show where I go over all the things I've uncovered in my intense NFL research for fantasy players, for NFL fans, for sports betting, for people who are just really bored. This week, I have some things I need to talk about. Usually, it's boring NFL stats. We're going to get back to that because I I like boring stats. But I will be touching on some fantasy points today. But I have some things floating around inside the Galaxy Bun. I need, I need to discuss. I need to get it out there because my wife doesn't listen to me. I don't have enough friends. No one answers my texts. Boy, is this depressing. Let's talk some football. So, what I need to start with here is that I've reached a breaking point. I've reached a breaking point as far as sports betting goes because we live in Ohio. And it is still not legal. Lawmakers in Ohio have been batting around this bill, which basically they have the framework for. You know what it needs to be, but it keeps hitting these roadblocks. And now they need to get it, basically need to get it done before the end of the year, 2021. Or there's a chance I might not even be able to bet on the NFL in 2022. I know there are more serious matters out there that need addressed, but this is about a few things. It's about principle, the principle of this is the 21st century. Most people who watch sports are already betting on sports or would bet on sports if they had the ability to just open up their phone and press a button because it's fun and that's part of living in a free country. Also, happy Veterans Day. But now, the rhetoric coming out of whoever these people are that are in charge of this initiative—it's sounding a little questionable once again. Uh, I don't know, not as optimistic as we were, and it's something about the last time I remember reading what the what the holdup was. It's because of these establishments like bowling alleys, convenience stores, if i'm understanding it all correctly, they want these betting kiosks in their store. There's three parts essentially to the sports betting bill. There's the mobile betting, DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever. There is the actual casinos, the books in person. And then there's these kiosks, stupid things that no one's even going to use. Because the way the world works is there's an association for everything, and there's some association in Ohio that represents people that own bowling alleys and other weird places like this, and they're saying, hey, we need our fair share. We need our fair share. So they're holding this shit up is how I'm interpreting it and how I'm going to continue to interpret it because I can't. So this needs to happen quickly because this will be a game changer for me, for Fantasy Unleashed, and my family for future generations so if this does not get done or I should say if it's looking like it's not going to get done by the end of this year I will be going down to the capitol with signs and I'm going to be yelling things I may look up some clips on YouTube to see the proper way to protest but I'm taking action because someone needs to do something someone needs to do something this is getting out of hand I need to bet on the NFL next season unleash Ohio Write your senator, write whoever the hell, I don't know, write somebody. We need to take action. Can't buy weed, even though most people don't care about weed anymore. Half the people in the state smoke weed. Can't buy weed because they're just kicking the can down the road. Can't bet on sports, even though almost everyone who watches sports would love to bet on sports because just kicking the can down the road. Oh, this is, gotta do this, gotta iron this out. Enough! Let's get shit done! And speaking of DraftKings here, wanted to point out DraftKings stock is actually back to its lowest point in months right now. It's underperformed recently. And the thing with DraftKings stock is they spend a shitload of money. They, have, they make a lot of revenue, but they spend the most of it. They're trying at this moment to get their foothold in all the places they need it to be in this competitive space as it starts to blow up. So they're just spending like crazy. And obviously that limits their upside. The thing with DraftKings, this is how I'm viewing the stock for any, anyone who's interested in this. Is that DraftKings, I don't think, is going to be some stock. Right now, it's at forty dollars. That over the next five years will go to a thousand dollars. The space is too competitive. There's going to be there's going to be issues along the way, regulatory concerns. Who knows if they're even going to be the long term winner? I do think they've been very innovative, and the things they've done are smart. Particularly the uh, NFT marketplace that they put on the app. But what I think about DraftKings is I kind of view them as a utility stock, which they've made so many investments and collaborations and partnerships that they've embedded themselves as a leader in this space, and they virtually can't go anywhere. They are locked in that space, and they are going to just be carried along no matter how crazy their valuation is right now compared to how much they're actually making. They're just going to be carried along as that mar- those markets continue to grow. It's not going to be a huge winner, but I do think it's almost, in my view, my hypothesis is that it's guaranteed to basically double in the next five years, just go up. So unless you're putting a lot of money in DraftKings, I would not view this as a lottery ticket bet. It's not that kind of stock. That's not what you should be expecting unless you can invest $10,000, 20000 a significant Amount of capital to take advantage of that climb and maybe dollar average cost your way into it going forward you shouldn't even be fucking with it all right now we can talk some football so what I did this week or particularly last night when I drank a whole bottle of wine was went through fantasy point scoring through nine weeks over the past few years just to see how this year has stacked up to get a comparison here and the first note I scribbled down last night was that no running back this year has scored more than 200 PPR fantasy points. And that's the first time we've seen that through nine weeks since 2017. So that reflects the damage that that position has endured so far this season. The injuries have stacked up. Derrick Henry would have almost certainly have been over 200 points through this point had he played this past week, but he was only at 191. So the position overall has struggled. One bright spot as a rookie, Najee Harris— He has the most fantasy points by a rookie running back at 159 full PPR points, the most since Saquon in 2018. Saquon had 203 points through the first nine weeks of the 2018 season. Stood out to me as well. James Robinson through nine weeks last year had 149 points. Going over to receiver to put what the man himself, Cooper Cup, has done into perspective, he scored 235 fantasy points this year. That is the most since at least 2017, maybe ever. I don't know. I was trying to go back further, but my computer kept having this weird virus thing pop up and lights were flashing. I should probably look into that. But definitely through 2017, the only person who's even close through the first nine weeks of the season was Adam Thielen in 2018, who had 214 points. Again, Cooper Cup, 235 points so far this year. At this point, the last year, 2020, the wide receiver one was Tyreek Hill, who only had 175 points fantasy points think about this cup is crushing and michael thomas 2019 to just go one back uh, one year further back had 183 points as the leading receiver in 2019 as for quarterbacks tom brady is leading the league in total fantasy points this year at 206 points that is the fewest by a leading quarterback since 2017 when carson wentz was the qb1 and alex smith was the qb2 carson wentz and alex smith what a shit year that was. Six QBs this year had more than both of those guys, just to show how low-scoring that year was. And as far as tight end goes, I don't have anything. I didn't give a shit to look into it. Kansas City Chiefs' last four games have hit the under. This week, they are visiting the Raiders in Las Vegas. The game has a 51 and 252 and over under depending which book you're looking at, according to VegasInsider.com. The Raiders have one of the lowest blitz percentages in the league, yet they still get at the quarterback at an above-average rate. It's because their front four is really good. You've seen Max Crosby. This is a Sunday night game between the Chiefs and the Raiders, and the Chiefs in this game are still expected to score basically in the high 20s. Do you have the balls to hit the under again? Kansas City on the road against an above-average defense overall, or do the Chiefs somehow figure it out? Another team that needs to get back on track now are the Buffalo Bills, a team that last week I was saying seemed to be going unappreciated in the press. They go out and lay with the biggest egg of the season so far, scoring six points against Jacksonville. And I'm watching that game, and I'm being reminded of the playoff game last year with the Chiefs where Buffalo failed to change their offense at all, failed to adjust to what the Chiefs were doing, which was simply taking away their outside receivers, and Buffalo had no answers for it. And it was like that on uh, on Sunday against ja- the Jaguars where it's like if Buffalo goes in and their initial plan doesn't work, they have nowhere to go. And their offensive coordinator, Brian Dable was supposed to be a hot head coach uh, head coach candidate, and I'm having some doubts about his in-game adjustments here from what I've seen. I think that's fair. But it could also just be a personnel issue where it's almost like what we're seeing with the Chiefs. If you take away these two guys or what they like to do the, the best and make them beat you underneath... If Josh Allen's not running for first downs, they have no other playmakers underneath if you take away Diggs. They don't have a scat back. Uh, Singletary's fine, but he's not breaking big plays. I'm not sure if it's a personnel issue, but they need to find other ways to generate big plays just like the Chiefs do. What do you know? The Steelers are the luckiest team in the NFL. They've forced a league-high 38 turnovers, and no, No, I'm not going to say it has anything to do with the good personnel they have on their defense. It is pure luck. New England second at 36 takeovers. I was not surprised when I saw this. It's making me sick what the Steelers are doing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I have a bet with Beaver that they're going to hit the under on their win total. They keep getting lucky breaks, and whatever happened to them having the hardest schedule in the league, it's making me sick. And on the opposite end of the spectrum here, the Chargers have forced a league low 14 turnovers. So 24 Turnovers is the difference between the Chargers and Steelers so far this season huge The Miami Dolphins have allowed the most touchdowns in the league at 39 touchdowns and now they're going to play the Ravens on Thursday night So i'm sure they're gonna add a few onto that number What's interesting here is that second on that list of most touchdowns given up were the cardinals Who've also given up the most yards in the league unless I was just really hammered last night I didn't double check this morning But surprising numbers there, and if you want another surprising, maybe not so surprising number, but just to put it in perspective here, for the Cardinals, Carson Wentz is averaging more fantasy points per game than Kyler Murray since week four. I'm already running long, so I'll leave with one final note here, and that is if you have a lean on a certain team you think could win the Super Bowl, now could be a good time to place that bet, because the field seems so wide open right now. I mean, who would you say is the favorite? Yeah, technically still the Rams, or maybe it's the Bucks again. You just go with Tom Brady by default. But with the Chiefs falling back and Buffalo just shitting the bed, it feels more wide open than ever. So if you want to place a bet, take a lean. If you're shooting your shot on the Cowboys, even some crazy-ass idea like the Colts, if you want to go back in on the Browns. Remember, it's a long season, extra game. Maybe things are going to get weird. The Chargers, it's just something to think about, folks. Just something to think about. Now, you guys all go out there. You go out there and you have yourself a great fucking day.